Welcome to Device Week, a podcast from Bedtech Insight. I'm Elizabeth Orr, Managing Editor for Regulatory Content. Lately, the biggest newsmakers in the medtech world have been pigs. That's right, pigs, as in the farm animal. Or, more specifically, their organs. Two recent procedures, one heart, one kidney, are being viewed as potential game changers in the world of transplant surgery because the donors in both cases were pigs. I'm here with Brian Bassetta, a senior reporter at MedTech Insight, who covered both procedures. So, Brian, let's start with a pig heart transplant. Why is this being considered so historic? Well, pig hearts have been used before in cardiovascular research because of their anatomical likeness to the human heart, which is why pig heart tissue has been used in making replacement valves in human hearts. But earlier this month, Surgeons at the University of Maryland School of Medicine were the first to successfully transplant a pig heart into a human patient. First to do it successfully, but I don't believe this was the first attempt, was it? No. Xenotransplantation, which is using organs or tissues between different species, was tried back in the 1980s but failed because the body rejected the animal organs. But not this time? Well, no, not at least according to the latest reports from the hospital. So far, the patient... A 57-year-old man named David Bennett, whose surgery was on January 7th, is still alive in his new pig heart beating on its own at full capacity with no sign of rejection. I'm glad to hear it. What made this different from past attempts that failed? Gene modification. Scientists now can manipulate the pig genes to prevent the human body from rejecting the pig heart, as well as reduce the chance of infection. So in this process, the genes of the pig that donated the heart were edited? How'd they do that? Well, some were removed, which is referred to as knocked out, but the process also involves inserting human genes, or knocked in, to the pig's genome. Wow, that sounds like a pretty sophisticated process. It is. For the pig used in Bennett's surgery, four genes were knocked out and six were knocked in for a total of 10 unique gene edits, which is why the pig is referred to as a 10-gene pig. But why was the pig heart used in the first place? Was a human heart not available? He didn't qualify for a human heart because he was considered to be in such poor health. Oh, goodness. So this was his only chance. Uh, That's right. In fact, the day before the procedure, Bennett is quoted as saying that he knew it was a shot in the dark, but he was willing to take the chance because he wanted to live and was out of options. So it was do or die. Yes. So you mentioned the similarities between a pig heart and a human heart. So does that mean that the donor pig heart had to be stored and preserved the same way as a human heart? In Bennett's case, it was. I spoke to Dag Anderson, the CEO of Swedish company Exvivo, whose heart preservation device was used to store the pig heart. He says the heart is the most challenging organ to preserve in a cold static state, the current method, because the heart muscle is deprived of oxygen, which is a problem because the heart needs to function immediately once it's implanted. Would the same system work to preserve human donor hearts as well? Yes, that's what this system was designed for, but according to Anderson, it has also shown positive results with pig hearts. So if they're able to scale it up, that could address the problem of organ shortages. Absolutely. That's why there's so much excitement in the medical community right now. The lack of viable organs, as well as logistics in transporting them to patients, is a serious challenge. Only a small number of patients with terminal heart disease get a new heart, and most die waiting. So... If pig hearts become an option, that's truly a game-changer. Okay, but you also found that it's not only pig hearts that have that game-changing potential. That's right. 
surgeons at the University of Alabama at Birmingham recently announced that they were able to successfully implant pig kidneys into a human patient, which is also a first. I think I've heard about pig kidneys being used before. They have. Last year, surgeons at NYU Langone Health were able to attach a pig kidney to the leg of a patient on a ventilator. But what's different about the surgery in Alabama was these kidneys went inside the human abdomen, basically mimicking a human-to-human transplant. Wait, you said kidneys? So both kidneys were replaced. Yes, this was an experimental surgery on a brain-dead patient whose family allowed the university to keep his body functioning to study if and how the pig kidneys would work. So they did? Yes. I spoke to Jamie Locke, who headed up the UAB surgical team, and she said that after removing the patient's kidneys and implanting the pigs, they began to produce urine and filter blood, essentially functioning as human kidneys. And both pig kidneys remained viable in the patient for three days, which was the length of the study. So are there similarities between pig and human kidneys as there are in hearts? There are. And Locke also noted that just as the pig heart requires gene manipulation, so does the pig kidney. Is that the same process? Yes. The pig used in the UAB surgery was also a 10-gene pig with four knocked-out genes and six knocked in. So the advancements in gene technology that have given hope for pig hearts could potentially hold the same promise for kidney transplants. Potentially. As with hearts, pig kidneys could help address organ shortages. That's one area Locke seemed very passionate about. Kidney disease is a huge problem in the U.S., affecting nearly 37 million Americans, as Locke said. The condition of many of those patients will also worsen until their kidneys just shut down. Sounds like there are a lot more people who need kidneys than there are kidneys available. A lot more. There are currently some 800,000 Americans with kidney failure, according to Locke. And about 600,000, she says, are on dialysis. But there's only about 100,000 on a waiting list for a transplant. And fewer than 25,000 of those will find a match in a given year. And that wait can be as much as five to 10 years. And that's obviously going to be too long for some people. As Locke said, people die all the time while on a waiting list. Well, but if this process of using genetically engineered pigs can be perfected, then it's possible that one day anyone needing an organ will be able to get one immediately. That's the hope. So what's the next step? Clinical trials with living patients, which Locke says she's hopeful can begin this year. Well, it'll be interesting to see the results from those trials. We'll be watching. Thank you, Brian. So if the science here stands up, it could mean a lot of exciting things for transplant patients. So we'll keep watching this area. Listeners, you can check out all of our coverage of life-changing technologies at medtechinsight.com. And for all the latest medtech policy and regulation news and analysis, you can follow us on Twitter at medtech underscore insight. The archive of Device Week and the rest of Informa Pharma Intelligence podcasts are available on the Informa Pharma Intelligence channel on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, TuneIn, Spotify, and other fine podcast platforms. For now, thanks for listening. 